0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode number four of The Kickabout with me, Chris, and this week we've got Dan and Fran with us again.
1: Hi! Hello.
0: So, we have got... This is going to be a busy show. This uh, we, We've been trying to keep the shows to roughly an hour, but I feel like tonight's might run over because there's an awful lot to talk about. Mm um so we'll we'll get the stuff out of the way we are of course i'm back from cornwall as you can tell with the the sound of the mic so i'm not (laughs) sat in a bedroom in a cottage on the limit of the wi-fi trying to do it over zoom or skype um yeah so hopefully this will be um back to normal from now on we've also got some new buttons to play with we've got a, a soundboard um that's coming up um and hopefully over the course of the next few weeks i'm going to be using lots of um sound clips and things from football to, to illustrate the points we're making so um right so let's get into it so Dan let's hear your stat this week
2: yes so Jamie Vardy became the second oldest Premier League hat-trick scorer at the weekend at 33 years and 260 days old but who is the record holding oldest Premier League hat-trick goal scorer?
0: I think I might know that
2: Obviously, don't say anything now. We'll, do it. we'll go through it, yeah, at the I... end. and if that—if you do know, can you also name both the team they were playing for
0: and against? Okay, that might be a stretch. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Now I've got an idea. All right, good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's get on with things then. So we'll we'll start with the uh, the Etihad, Man City against Leicester. Uh, quick shout out. Who saw this one coming? No,
1: yeah, no, no. I wouldn't
2: no. have called that. <laughs> so, so I didn't put any bets on,
0: I yeah, I mean. I don't really know where to start with this one. Um Jamie Vardy obviously we'll start with him. Um, thirty-three years old, showing no signs of letting up. Is there anything this guy do we, how long does can he keep going at this pace? Do we do we, he's a sort of striker that relies on his pace and he's running in behind, but he doesn't really seem to be slowing down.
1: I feel like we had this conversation, didn't we? That he's got Yeah, the, I do I don't think like a season left in him.
0: Yeah, I thought
2: maybe last season would have been sort of it, but but he did get injured towards the end. I feel like that is going to be a bit more of a piece. He's going to start to get more and more injuries. Little, where, little
0: niggly ones. Yeah, like
2: hamstrings pulling and stuff like that. I think that will be his downfall rather than him like, losing his pace.
0: Yeah, I mean, supposedly it was a hip injury. I've not seen any info on how serious it was. But he, he pulled up and then carried on a bit. Yeah. So hopefully not too soon. Certainly for... I am actually saying that West Ham are playing him next week, so I hope he is bloody injured. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, Patrick, um, I saw a stat the other day which said that um, the players that have got the most goals against uh signs that Pep Guardiola has coached, um, I believe it was Salah and uh, Sal- Salah? Salah and Lionel Messi had four. I think Human Song's got five and Jamie Vardy has got nine. Yeah. And obviously he would have only have played against them in um, in the Premier League. Yeah. He wouldn't have played against them in the Champions League. Um, Maybe in the cup, I suppose in the earlier rounds, but yeah, that's, that's some some stat. I mean, and the second goal. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's a that's a joyous one. Yeah. Isn't it? That'll probably be there at the end of the season for goal of the season. That's a contender already. Um, I mean, Leicester obviously looked very good. Um, that city team have come out and been a little bit sore losers, haven't
2: they? I can't believe that Rodri tried to say that they were lucky. After, like, if you lose by one goal, you can sort of say, "Oh, they were lucky." If you lose by three. And you've given away three penalties. <laughs> you can't blame that the other team were lucky. And
0: it's not like they were sort of 50-50 penalty decisions. No. They were all clumsy stonewall penalties for me anyway. I don't know what
1: yeah, you're yeah. they I think mm. I think City of uh nervous as a team. They don't they don't come out like the confident team they used to last Premier League. Liverpool two not them go. third
2: perch a bit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was almost like a, an unbeatable team. And now like I think a lot of teams probably go to Man City knowing that they've got a chance of beating them.
0: Well, I think a few teams now have shown the blueprint on how to do it mm. as well. I mean, Leicester Leicester did it. They they crowded around the the front players. Um, they actually they were two against three in the middle of the park, but they almost looked like it was the other way round. I thought when uh, come
1: on, I was going to say, do you think it's hindering them not having Aguero and? Yeah,
2: they haven't really gotten out and out because Sterling, I don't think, can play as that number nine. But
1: then, do they need that, or is it
2: their defence? Well, it's a bit of both, I think, because all three, three out of four defenders gave away a penalty.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got the uh, the the numbers here in terms to their uh, defensive recruitment. So the the team that started obviously Garcia is a, a product of their academy, yeah. although he looks like he wants out. He doesn't want to sign a new doesn't want to sign a new deal. Wants to go to Barcelona. Um, but then you had Paul Walker was fifty million, Nathan Ake forty one, and Mendy was fifty two. They have today brought in Ruben Diaz from Benfica for sixty million. So on the assumption that he goes in for Garcia, then their entire back nine is two hundred million. That takes their entire defensive spending under Guardiola to over four hundred million. I mean, how 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 yeah how deep does it do we have to go here before they find a defense that works?
2: <laughs> well, it's like you were saying earlier. You know, any other team or manager. Would be criticized quite heavily for spending that much money and you know still having a pretty flawed defense.
0: But it's it's a it's a thing that's thrown at United quite a lot, mm-hmm. isn't it? With the amount of money they've spent over the last sort of six, seven, eight years under various managers. Granted, but um, they've spent an awful lot of money, not really seeing particularly brilliant returns. Um, we mentioned earlier that Man City have never been past the quarterfinals of the Champions League, um, so. Yeah, is, is Guardiola getting away with it a bit?
2: I think so. I think obviously because of the coach, he is he's, he's a world-class coach, coach, isn't he? Like, there's not a lot of criticism. I don't think there's been a lot of criticism for them not getting past the final. The chat, I think he's got away with his Champions League when,
0: Is it because he's you know, won it? You know, with Barcelona. Maybe I think yeah, Barca. I don't know. I don't don't think you think believe he won it by Bayern, Bayern, no. no. So yeah, I don't. Obviously, the the game itself, the the three penalties um i heard an interesting thing when i was watching match today that um usually you they would play with just one in front of the back four usually fernandinho and obviously sooner or later fernandinho if he's not already past his best is going to be and they're gonna have to find somebody else Rodri is not looking like that player at the moment um but they played fernandinho and Rodri, and the i think it was darren fletcher on um match today too He sort of said that it struck him that Guardiola doesn't trust his defence and he put put them there to provide more cover, Mm. which sort of makes sense. But then that completely disrupts the balance of the side the City have had for so long with just one pivot there and then all the other players bombing forward.
2: Well, I think, you know, he's signed two cent backs for collective 100 million Mm. just this. It was 41 million, I think, for Ake and now. 65 million for this Ruben Diaz Yeah. Something that's over 100.
0: I mean I, I suppose you could factor in the fact that Otamendi is going the other way for somewhere around I think it's but, 13.7 something like that so it offsets it a bit but it's obviously it's still a lot of spending and if the defenders you're signing for big money I know Kyle Walker's not getting any younger he's been there some years now um but if your defenders are going to continue to defend like that uh, I mean it doesn't matter how much money you're going to throw yeah. at it you're going to lose more games than you win if you're going to defend like that. Yeah. So,
1: but I don't their defense, but I don't think you can take away tactically from Leicester. Went there prepared. Yes. Yeah, I
2: thought they when they went one, no doubt they were playing like very defensive. They had sort of every man so behind the back, ball, and they? then it was just like their tactic was to just try and knock it over the top to Vardy. And I thought it's never going to work. Just trying to keep playing it to Vardy and. Well, they wrong. I mean, scored five goals from
0: it. So. Yeah, and I felt like they grew in confidence as the mm. game went on as well. I mean, that was definitely the tactic from the outset. Yeah. But I think once they realised that they could actually get at City by actually playing... I mean, if you look at the uh, Vardy second goal, for example... I mean, they kept the ball for, you know, a dozen or so passes, if not more. Um, before, you know, I think it was... I think going say it was Castagna, the right back mm. who got yeah, in behind and then whipped it across for, for Vardy. Yeah. Um, so I think Leicester deserve a lot of um, praise for that as well. I think as well
2: as Vardy, um, Harvey Barnes deserves chat as well because he had a great game.
0: He started the season really brightly. Um, is he? Do we think start thinking about him for a potential England call up? Maybe. There's quite a few coming kind through of from different teams and
2: stuff, and I think Southgate might actually have to start paying a bit more attention to these I mean, especially players like Deli Alli are slowly disappearing from the England squad.
0: Yeah, obviously we've got two two more games coming up with England within the next. It's not next weekend. I think it's the weekend after, from memory, uh, with England. So based on the last two performances we have with England, then uh, yeah, they're not doing uh, they're not doing themselves a huge amount of favors at the moment with the current England squad. So maybe one or two people in there, a bit more hungry, might freshen things up. Who knows? Um, so I guess what will Liverpool be thinking right now, watching this City side?
1: City's crumbling.
2: To know, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how tonight's result goes because if Arsenal get the result, it's all sort of level again, isn't it?
0: And- yeah, uh, I on that point, I suppose it's important that no, we're recording this um, after the, the Liverpool Arsenal game has kicked off about 15 minutes ago. So, again, unfortunately, with the coronavirus and the way the fixture scheduling is, is that if there are any games on a Monday evening, um, nine times out of ten, we're not going to be able to cover them. So, uh, it's a shame because that's a potentially you know, big game, big thing to talk about depending on the outcome of the of the game. Um Fulham also played earlier against Villa. Um Villa won very comfortably at 3-0. Um, so and then yeah, just going back one uh one last time to Nancy before we move on, um Guardiola's the first time he's conceded five goals um in six hundred excuse me, six hundred and eighty-six games. Uh it's four hundred and thirty-eight games that the Etihad had since they last conceded five goals. I'm not sure if that's Basically, since they took over at the Etihad, free, that billionaire. must be, yeah, pre-billionaire money. Um, so, they are missing Jesus and Aguero, as you said. That's um, a little special mention for Liam DeLapp. Did anyone yeah. else get the link? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard the name and I thought, I wonder. Did a little Google on, yeah, Roy Delap's son. He played in the uh, Carabao Cup it has got a nice I goal. Think, yeah, yeah. Nice goal. He's can... got a goal in the game. Yeah, yeah, of course. Man. Yeah, 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 I wonder if he can throw the ball like his old man. <laughs> Maybe that's what Man City are missing somebody to launch the ball from a throw for 70 yards. Mm. So, yeah, tr- troubling times for Man City. Um,
1: They'll pull through. I have every faith in pet.
0: Well, I think one thing they need to be careful of is that last season, I don't know how many games into the season it was, but I'm pretty sure they were about. Eight games in, eight points behind Liverpool or something along that, and of course, over the course of the season, it, it gradually became bigger and bigger and bigger. City cannot afford to be that far behind no, early again. Perhaps excuse is that uh,
2: with like the fixture list, you know, he's getting all these injuries, this, that, and the other. But everybody else has the same fixture list, and you can't tell me that Man City have a thin squad.
1: No, no they, they, have they have.
2: You've probably the got best the best squad yeah. <laughs> of every other team. So the whole like, oh, I've got to play my
0: youngsters. Just doesn't really fool for
1: me. He plays his youngsters anyway.
0: Mm. I mean, penny for John, uh, John Stones' thoughts right now, watching a yeah, fan like that and still I can't get, get inside. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what is the future life like for him? I mean, we've got what a few days left now until the transfer market ends. 26, He's Not that old. I mean, he was young when he went to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know we we as England fans we saw what he was doing at Everton and playing well. And we all thought that Guardiola was going to be the man to really unlock his potential, mm. and it's absolutely not happened.
2: Are they just keeping him because of the English, like oh the quota? Yeah. Uh, is that why he's still
0: there? I suppose it's possible. Um, in many of the same ways, I think that's probably why Joe Hart signed for Tottenham as well. Yeah. Imagine, for the same reason. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but City need to be this careful.
2: Mm. Yeah, like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, was actually playing.
0: And then one final mention for Leicester. Um, they've obviously started the season on fire. Uh, and they've scored twelve goals in three games. Um, granted that almost half of them that. are in this game. Yeah, and yeah, you know, quite a few of them in penalties. Um, but are they? <sighs> If, if City continued to do this I mean this is very hypothetical here if City continued to struggle Man United are not showing any real signs of form right now which we'll get on to later I'm sure you're buzzing for that Dan <laughs> um, Chelsea also very hit and miss so far um, Tottenham they're doing okay but they're not picking up results their performances have been okay but they're not picking very up results
2: Yeah. Um for Tottenham yeah
0: um, granted there was a bit of a uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. something else happening in that game which we will again get onto later. later um, Arsenal have looked okay. They've started the season pretty well. So there is a real chance if, if these teams don't pick up their consistency that a team like Leicester or Everton might just squeeze into the top four this year if, if things yeah. carry on.
2: I hope it's a lot closer than it was last year. Obviously the top four bats. But the type challenge was well there was no type up challenge.
0: <laughs> the pandemic made it worse. Yeah. Because they were what one or two games away from winning it and then everything stopped and we kind of sort of sit around for four or five months or however long it was three or four months until it restarted yeah. and then and it was and it was crowned talking about
2: um leicester sort of start pushing i mean they were up there the entire season but well, they were third i think pretty much all season and they ended up finishing what fifth
0: yeah they faded away quite a yeah lot.
2: so i mean it's i think that is where they need to be looking out for
0: hmm. um, interesting yeah um and also james madison with another fine goal and his sort of return into the leicester fold um okay move on uh, i'm going to talk about west ham against wolves um i did want to just call out that somebody picked me up on this on facebook that i said not long ago that there was a very real chance of west ham having zero points after seven games um the first game did nothing for my um my belief that that was going to be any different after losing against Newcastle in the way we performed, but in fairness, since then, things have been pretty good, but uh, before we get into the game, I did want to talk about the interview that David Sullivan gave um, last week, it's a little bit old news now, because it's almost a week old, um, did you guys listen to it, Did you? what did you guys think of it? Yeah, I listened to it, um, I don't know,
2: I think, as a, you're obviously a West Ham fan, so I think you've probably got your set in your ways I it. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? Well, I think as a neutral, when I first listened to it, I was like, yeah, I can sort of understand like what he's saying. But then I think if I was a West Ham fan, I would just be rubbishing every single thing he says. It's a bit like if the Glaziers were saying it. Yeah. We'd be like, what an absolute load of
0: crap. So to to me, there were two things. struck I me mean, One has been quite hypocritical because, or contradictory rather, because he would say one thing about the current playing squad and then he would say something completely different about them. So he would say, the players in the previous, re- the players brought in by the previous regime, uh, referring to Manuel Pellegrini, he said we're not up to standard. And then in the next breath, he says that the current squad we've got is really, really good and we've got some great players. And so you can't kind of have it both ways. Um, and then the rest of the interview very much sounded to me like he wanted everyone to feel sorry for him. You know, like we haven't got much money. We're trying to do, you know, we're trying to do our best. Um, I'm getting depressed because we're not doing transfer stuff you know we're not getting any bids in um he also mentioned about so that James Tarkovsky is the isn't story at the moment the West Ham are trying to get although I think that's now pretty much at an end now I think I don't think we're we're going to pay what Burnley want um it's it's interesting that he referred to him as a 28 year old defender clearly he doesn't think he's going to get any better and should we be spending 50 million for him because we won't pay what they wanted um who's just scored so. Is that Arsenal Lacazette? Lacazette. Um, so, yeah, and but then in the next breath he's then saying we've got bids two or three bids in for other players, and, and according to rumours they're thirty to thirty-five million worth. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking you know, it's that extra fifty million for a proven England international. Granted, he's not played that many games for England, but why would you not spend that extra money? He's twenty-eight. He's got at least five, four or five years left in him. You know, assuming no injuries. I don't. I just don't get it. But anyway, it
2: is for owners. I think they look at the sell-on value. If you buy in a 28-year-old, you're not going to be able to sell him at 30 for, you know, you're going to be selling him, if you do end up selling him for half the price you bought him for. Whereas if you sign a 23, 25-year-old, mm. if you then sell him in two years' time, you could, if he plays well, you could make maybe double your money.
0: Yeah, I see. I know, I know what you're saying. I think the problem is, is West Ham West Ham fans have been sold a bit of a lie. Um in the when we left upton park we were apparently we got nothing for upton park apparently we were sold for 30 million <laughs> yeah 30 million and apparently the the company that is now developing on it because there was some shady shit going on as well behind the scenes so the company that bought it then sold it to somebody else at a profit and then the company that originally bought it then suddenly dissolved and disappeared so i don't remember there's some backhanders going on here back to golden sullivan or what but the company that have now got it have sold um they have the rights to it, and they reckon there's over 300 million pounds worth of um, revenue in there for all the houses and flats and everything else that are going in there. So, we didn't get enough for that, in my opinion. I know we've got a great deal out of the London Stadium, um, but we were promised you know, bigger stadium, lots more money coming in, top six football. You know, we're this is our fifth season at the London Stadium, and we've yet to finish in the top 10. Mm. Um, so, we had two relegation threatened seasons. Um granted, you know, things looking a little better after the weekend and the last few performances. Um, but if we have another season like that, then the the owners are very lucky there's no fans in the stadium, I think. Because <laughs> there would yeah, be a civil yeah. war going on. Um, but anyway, so that's that that's just wanted to cover that. Um to the game though, um in fairness, things to be positive about for West Ham fans. Yeah, good game. Yeah, good for well, good for four nil domination against Portugal. <laughs> I think that... Um, well, that lead didn't last long. Mane's just scored already. Um, I think that the Arsenal performance was much better. We were unlucky not to get something from that. We've had two strong wins against League One opposition in the Cup, which, all right, fair enough, we're expected to do that. But but uh, but West Ham have had a history of losing to teams like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go and beat Wolves 4-0. Um, so... Do you, do you think West Ham fans are going to be a little bit more pleased with this, or do you think there's still going to be too much bad blood? I
2: think beating Wolves, beating Wolves alone is like a good result, but beating them four 0 is,
0: you know, you could be very happy. Could have been more as well. Yeah, um, Miss some, miss some good chances. Um, wolves, obviously not. They look, they look like they lacked a bit of creativity. Um, Troy Aulay, we we seemed to have a game plan against Troy We doubled up on him mm. all the time. We we tried to get him out as far out on the byline as we possibly could. Um, did a great job on him, kept him and Jimenez and quiet. But you did feel like without Jota,
2: saying missing Diego Jota, maybe
0: um, maybe he was the creative well. spot. But they, yeah, they just they just looked a bit
2: off, mm. didn't they? Um, two losses in a row for them as well.
0: Yeah, so so on that point, actually, I, I remembered from last year how Wolf started last season. Um, so I did a bit of digging yes. um, yeah, I know you probably saw this on the notes. so it, it took Wolves until the 7th game last season to register a win yeah. they were 2nd bottom at the time um, but they ended up finishing 7th in the league I
1: think they just need a bit more time to adjust to their new
0: team. need the rest of their Portuguese players they to need, adjust to the they need,
1: Portuguese yeah, probably, Yeah,
0: they've <laughs> genuinely got more Portuguese players in their squad than most Portuguese <laughs> league teams do yeah uh, um, to learn well, I said to you, didn't
2: know I the one position away from having a full Portuguese 11.
0: I mean, where where does the, I mean, how many like players have they got on the fringes of their team that are English? Because the quota is there still, as far as I know. Yeah. And well, there's, there's not I many. There's Connor Cody. Connor Cody's the Englishman I can think of that plays Walks. They had, who um, was the young English player they had in midfield? I can't remember what his name is. That's going to annoy me. I can't remember what his name is. But he was—he played a few games last season. He looked really sharp. He's, he's a youngster, like 17, 18 years old. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and Wolves have got um, they're Fulham at home next, Leeds away. Leeds are obviously flying at the moment. Um, Newcastle at home, Palace away, Leicester away, Southampton at home. Um, before they then play Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea in their following. So
1: kind of an uh, like, all-right game. So yeah.
0: what I mean is, their games that realistically a team like Wolves should be looking at, it thinking we've got, to, we should be really picking up at least three wins from that lot. Well, Southampton just got their first win, so they could be on a bounce now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, aside from Fulham, um, I mean obviously Palace are flying as well. Fulham are obviously flying, but in the wrong direction. Yeah,
2: that that needs to be three points for yeah. Wolves, you would think.
0: Um. So yeah, I think Wolves will be okay. I think they will end up top half of the league whether they are as strong as last season remains to be seen but um, they've got a good coach so we'll have to sort of see how it yeah, goes yeah. Um, and then for West Ham obviously we've got Leicester next things to be positive about I know yeah I think it will it's at Leicester as
2: well that'll be a challenge so if you I mean if you come out with points better than that it's obviously something to definitely build point.
3: Mm.
0: so yeah but it's it's nice I mean I know I've been a bit down on West Ham on this podcast over the past few weeks but in fairness to the team Um, they've reacted extremely well from that first defeat at at
3: Newcastle.
0: well I think David Moore I mean David Moore is self isolating at the moment I think he needs to stay working for the rest of the year Um, so uh, right okay moving on let's talk about Brighton against Manchester United Dan let's not (laughs) so a narrow victory for United which is obviously the positive Um, but despite the three points there's still an awful lot not clicking at United right now
2: yeah. Brighton had a good quick... game. Yeah, I mean I like I'm glad you know, the three points is great for United. Um but I feel sorry for Brighton more than anything. Uh they definitely deserved I would i I'd go and say all three points. I think you know, they hit the bar, I think it's like five times in the yeah. end. Yeah. Um there's a bit of like controversy with the, the penalty that sort of he gave and then looked at the AR and they decided not to. Although that um honestly spent more time on the floor than he did <laughs> on his feet. Yeah,
0: there must have been a strong crosswind coming off this yeah. sea at Brighton.
2: <laughs> but yeah, th- like Brighton played really well. Um, I don't know what Mopé's doing, sticking his arm up in the air like that at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, he obviously scored the Penenka penalty. Um, I was listening to it on the radio on the way back from Cornwall last weekend, and it seemed like everyone on the radio was convinced that everyone was claiming that they thought the ball had gone over the line.
2: Yeah well I thought it was everyone was claiming it was handball from the guy that headed it off the line and i was I've sat like there's not a chance that's handball. And then when you see it obviously, with the uh, replays and all that that's just what
0: is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean obviously we, we'll talk about penalty. Um <clears throat> if if you if you look on the rules, if you look at the interpretation of them, I think the right decision was made mm. but it's just <sighs> should it are we at a point in football? I mean, we'll get onto the rulings, especially with the handball and stuff later. But is this good for the game? That sort of thing.
2: Well, like that, I think that is an example of it working mm-hmm. because you know his arm is—he's clearly tried to handball it. He's put his arm above his head. He's like clenched his fist. He's trying to block it. Yep. And Without VAR, he was—he's getting away with that. Yeah. And the game ends too. Often.
0: That's very true. I mean, it's very easy to see it. Um... From United's point of view, um, sorry, from Brighton's point of view, that they feel hard done by because mm. the final whistle's gone, and, and then they come back. But equally, if you flip it around on the other side, if that's an England game,
2: yeah,
0: and we're in, you know, I mean, I mean, let's go back to the '86 um, with Maradona. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You know, if 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 something like that was to happen now, and VAR corrects it, mm. everyone thinks VAR is the best thing ever.
2: Yeah, but that's that is like I said, that's VAR being used correctly, <laughs> and that's common sense. Like, you know, it's clearly handball. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but that they're the kind of decisions that, like, you can sort of say, yes, VAR is working. And then some of the other decisions that happened at the weekend are when you can see VAR is clearly not working. Mm-hmm. Um, but going all the way back to what you said about United clicking, it's just, I just don't see, I feel like they go out there with one tactic, and when it doesn't work, they have no idea what to do.
1: What You're would right? you say, morale? be like at Man United right now? Because as a fan, you're saying that you feel a bit embarrassed that you guys got the three points.
2: Well, what, it's embarrassing for me that we've been linked with every player under the sun and we've signed one of them. And that was one that just came
0: out of nowhere. I was going to say that you weren't actually yeah. with no, that player. It was,
2: it was literally like Donny van der Beek's his Medical. Donny van der Beek signed. We've been linked with Sancho since like 2010. That's what it feels like.
0: <laughs> yeah... I, 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 I look at that eye back line, and I, if you look at them individually, you know, you think they've got actually a very good back line individually. Luke Shaw's not a bad player. Wan-Bissaka, I think, the only problem is what I find with him is that he's often... He reminds me of Jamie Carragher. The reason I say that is Jamie Carragher used to be known for his, what they say, recovery tackles because he was always like, last, last, gasp defensive challenge to save the day. But then the flip side of that is, well, you know, deal with the danger before he gets that far. And then, I feel like Wan is a little bit like that. Yeah, sometimes.
2: he's he's very good. One on one, like I think Wan is probably someone that defend um, attackers don't want to go up against because mm-hmm. there's just no getting past him. But def- like sort of tac- tactically defensively, he j- and for the um second role of Brightons, there's just no one around the attacker. Mm. Wan is wandering around. Bruno Fernandes isn't tracking back. And it's just poor, it's just poor were, like, tra- uh, watching. No, I and mean, when Pogba looks completely unfit, he doesn't look up to it at all.
0: No, he's, he's gone back into that sort of sulk mode, that's not the right way to put it, but you know what I mean, that's he, pl- he is Well,
2: he he wants, you know, he wants to play 90 minutes, he wants to be the talent, I and mean, he wants to be the game, you know. But that's he's had so
1: many chances well, he had
2: to, like, to, to be anything, that person. I think people are just fed up, not just genuine
1: fans, but,
0: you know, so on another day, United you know, lose this one comfortably. They've got away with it on this occasion. Um Obviously, as you said, Brighton hit the woodwork about 200 times. Um Do we want to have a quick moment about Neil, Neil Maripo? I know we've spoken about the handball, but given what happened earlier <laughs> with the celebration... <laughs>
2: doing the crying celebration and he's practically crying i'm telling you that
0: is why you don't do shit like that because it comes back and bites you karma is a is a beautiful thing sometimes Uh, danny murphy on the radio said that um he doesn't think that bruno fernandez and pogba can play in the same team what do you guys think
2: uh I, i disagree i think um those few games after lockdown um i think they were sort of two of the best midfielders um, and maybe I am being honest, You can, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. But I thought they linked up really well. They, you know, they look like they've been playing together for years. I think it's a mixture at the moment. The whole team is just not there. Yeah. They don't look. They're not clicking at all.
1: They don't look like a team. No, I
2: mean Bruno Fernandes obviously isn't quite up to what he was um, at the end of last. But season. is that because he's, he's carrying
0: player, essentially?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and I think Matic was probably one of our best players, and, I mean, he's sort of passed it now, but...
0: So where does, where does Van der Beek fit into this team, then? Well, that's the problem.
2: I don't, Van der Beek is probably... You'd take Pogba and for of Van der Beek. And Van, when I've seen Van der Beek come on, it, uh, he's only played sort of 10 minutes from... Well, not even 10 minutes from each game, and I'd probably give him a man of the match <laughs> from each
0: game. <laughs> what a damning indictment <laughs> on the rest of the Man United, <laughs> the United <laughs> team. <laughs> I mean, the problem is with Pogba, is he's, he, he is still Paul Pogba. He is the, the celebrity, if you like, of, of Paul Pogba. Has Solskjaer got the, uh, the cojones to, to, to actually drop him?
2: Well, and he still hasn't. I don't, well, I could be wrong, but I still don't think he signed a contract, um, which it was being rumoured that he was going to sign.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's very typical of a player like Pogba that he has a good enter last season. The sun's shining, he's playing well, the team's playing well, and all of a sudden, happy days, I'm going to sign of a new contract. And now things aren't quite going so well and he's reverted to yeah. to type a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, I would do exactly the same thing. I I would take Pogba out of that team mm. at the moment and put Van Der Beek in there. Van Der Beek offers way more defensively. He can release Bruno Fernandes a little bit to push play a little bit further up. Um, and Van Der Beek is obviously young enough that he's got the legs that he can probably do that. One, one player in front of the back four on his own.
2: I would play Pogba midweek against Brighton in the Carabao Cup and then I would swap him from the beak against Tottenham at the weekend.
0: Mm. Interesting. But I'm not on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we've got a couple of bits we we'll want to just talk about it before. So um, we're going to just quickly run through um, some... Some of the major transfers that may or may not be happening. Um, we're just going to me and Fran are going to decide whether we think they're going to happen or, or not. Um, but just just while uh, while Dan is preparing for that, um, I just wanted to uh, to take a moment to tell one a story that happened at the weekend, um, which absolutely made me. If I wasn't driving at the time, I'm I'm you know I would have put him in on the floor laughing. Um, so Oxford United, um, they have got an away game at Acrington Stanley. They are preparing to leave. Um, before somebody, an overzealous employee, shall we say, decides to go a bit crazy with the uh, the disinfectant spray, which is 70% proof um, as, as a mixture. Um, so the driver gets on the bus, the, the coach has one of these uh, breathalyser systems, so basically he has to breathe into it uh, before the coach will actually fire up and allow him to drive. And because of the amount of oxygen, sorry, the amount of alcohol in the air, as soon as he breathes, triggers the alarm because it thinks the driver's shit-faced <laughs> so the coach then locks itself for six hours so all the players suddenly have to uh get get coach uh trains and taxis and will jump in a car and go down and whatever um while well, meanwhile the uh the coach literally can't move for six hours so uh it didn't seem to bother them much because they won 4-1 when they got there but uh well, yeah. they still
2: have to pay for the cut.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, the the, the, uh, the EFL are not doing COVID tests. Yeah, They're not paying for them. So when West Ham played Hull last week, obviously three, uh, two West Ham players plus the manager came down with um, positive COVID tests. Um, West Ham um, actually offered uh, to pay for the test for Hull because they don't test. So they turned up and West Ham had no idea. Every single one of them could have been infected, for all West Ham knew. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the chance of that are unlikely, but... Now The fact that the, the club's not doing anything, or not required to do anything by the EFL, is a bit strange. Um, but anyway, right then, Dan, over to you.
2: Yeah, so uh, we're doing a quick fire, just saying yes, yay or nay, whether you think they'll, um, the transfers will happen. I've started with a really awkward one to try and pronounce. Um, I hope you know who I'll be talking about. <laughs> it's uh, Hussein Awur. From Leon to Arsenal, they've been linked him quite a lot. I don't I know. know how I know who you, you mean, pronounce... but I have no idea. His name is just load of syllables. A O U A R.
0: That sounds like someone's playing count. There. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave you with that pronunciation because I'm not going to try. I'm um, going to go A as...
2: uh, O, oh, <laughs> as that's what it looks like. So yeah, A oh, O from Leon to Arsenal. What's the, no?
0: what's the rumored feed we know?
2: Uh, I think it's about. Well, I think Leon won. Sixty million, but okay. Arsenal only want to pay about forty. Right, um, get close to the end of the window. Yeah,
0: Um not sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no on that one. I don't think Arsenal will stamp up the money. Yeah, you're right.
1: They don't
0: need it. No, no, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, number
2: two, you like this one. Uh, Declan Rice, can pronounce that
1: one.
0: Yeah. Declan Rice from West Ham to Chelsea. My heart says no, my brain is not sure. <laughs> um, West Ham have said repeatedly he's not for sale, and I don't know if Chelsea are going to be prepared to pay the eighty odd million that West Ham want. And even then, I'm still not sure right now with the state of everything it is at West Ham. If they sold Declan Rice right now, my God, I mean the the stadium would be on fire. So, I'm, for that reason, I'm going to say no. I don't think West Ham will let him go.
1: I'm saying no.
2: I'd See, I would have said no, but then earlier I saw the Kante is now being linked with United, which makes me think, a Chelsea freeing up Kante so they can get Declan Rice?
0: But doesn't... Um, okay, so even from a fun's point of view. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was going to say, because yeah. apparently Lampard wants Rice to play centre-back, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah,
2: no, it's a fun's
0: point of view.
2: But I, w- I will go with no, I don't think it will happen. That
1: one.
0: No.
2: Uh, number three, Jaden Sancho from Dortmund to Man United. Absolutely no.
1: I know, but I really wish it would happen because I would love to watch it.
2: Obviously, I would like it to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen it's at all. all. Um, Dele
0: Alli from Spurs to PSG. I think this one could happen.
1: Yeah, be gone.
0: I don't really? really? You're, you're <laughs> go, get lost. You know, <laughs> well, I mean... He's as we spoke about last week. I mean, he's he wasn't in the squad again on the weekend, so Mourinho has definitely put his his marker down. Um, when
1: it gets to that point, surely as a player, you just want to go. Is
0: it? I don't know where he fits into PSG's team. I can't
2: see him starting for PSG. No, and they've got cheaper moting. <laughs> 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 uh, next one: Juan Foyth
0: from Spurs to Fulham. I can see that happening. I don't. I can't see Foyth being in Mourinho's plans particularly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick fire. Thinking. Yeah. You. <laughs> Thank you. yeah
1: okay. Like you two last week.
0: Proper... How, how, how deep is uh, Spurs in defence that, that could they let Foyth go and and not be too bothered about the depth? Well,
2: they've let Vertonghen's the gone,
0: hasn't they? Yeah. Is all still
2: there? Yeah, all still there. But he, I mean, he's angry, German. Mm. Hmm. I don't think they've, they've not brought in any defense, have they, other than Matt Doherty,
0: and he's a, he's not a centre
2: back, which is right. what
0: uh, Foyt is. Really and there's
2: just um, being linked with moving away, so probably a good thing. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Mm. Um. So yeah, well, I th- I think that'll happen. Fulham uh, need
0: defensive recruitments. Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 This one I didn't know about until recently. Um, Ruben Loftus Cheek from Chelsea to Villa on loan. Uh, I can
0: see that happening. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that
0: would be a really good move for him as well. Actually, yeah, I
2: think he needs, especially uh, with the Euros coming up, he needs to be playing regularly. Yeah, he,
0: he played the first game, didn't he? Didn't really impress that much. I know he had a, a fairly lengthy injury spell last season. Yeah. Um and he
2: went on loan before. He played really. I can't remember where he went on loan, but he went on Palace, loan. wasn't it? Yeah, I was thinking Palace.
0: So, yeah, I think he, he would do well if he can go to Villa. I think that would be a very good move for him. Mm. Uh, next, Todd Cantwell from Norwich to Leeds. It's interesting you say that because I was thinking the other day, actually, I'm surprised no one's had a look at him because mm. he was the one shining light for for Norwich. Yeah. Obviously, Pookie had a great start of the season and then did fuck all for the rest yeah. of the season. <laughs> he scored like seven. I think that yes. I think that would be a great move. I think it, I can really see him playing well at, at Leeds. I think that's a... Really good fit for him. I'd
2: like it to, but I don't think it will. You don't reckon? I don't think. I think Norwich will want more money than Leeds will want to pay.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Leeds have spent some money in this window already as well. When I was
2: sort of looking for these transfer stories, Leeds were linked with about ten different. (laughs) Um, I picked the one that was easiest to pronounce. (laughs) Um, this is one I don't think will happen anymore, and you'll see why in a minute. Um, Kalidou Koulibaly from Napoli to Man City.
0: I'm going to say no for the same reason you're probably about yeah. to say no.
2: <laughs> Obviously now they've just signed Ruben Diaz Yeah, but I thought you know they've been linked with him all transfer window, so I would put it out there. But we're saying no,
0: no. It's the no. I've, yeah, Napoli have, all, have pretty much said they're not going to sell him anyway. Mm. Um, it's too late in the window; they wouldn't be able to replace him.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting. Ryan Brewster from Liverpool to Crystal Palace.
0: He's apparently very keen on this move, yeah. isn't he?
2: About twenty million pounds. Um But I think Liverpool would want to put a buyback clause in that.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good shout. He either on loan or with a buyback clause. Um to, so did you say to Palace? Do you say Yeah,
2: Crystal Palace is well there's I think there's Palace, um Sheffield United and one of the other teams, it's like Villa or West Brom or something.
0: I'd be I'm getting. do you know what I'm gonna say no, Just because I think Palace have signed enough forward attacking players already. I don't see Brewster, I don't see they they need another striker. They've got um, Eze from QPR. They've got Batchwi. They've got Zaha. They've still got Ben Teke. I know he's rubbish, but he's a decent backup. So I'm I'm not sure that would happen for that reason. I
1: would say yes.
0: I think yes. I think with that buyback clause in there,
2: it's probably something Liverpool would be up for doing Mm. because he's he doesn't really play for Liverpool.
0: I think yeah. I think I think for him, he needs to go away from Liverpool because he's not going to get a look in. Um, But I don't think that Palace would be the place for him to go I think he needs to go somewhere where for example if if Danny Ings was to suddenly leave Southampton I think him going to somewhere like Southampton or maybe even with Ings while he's there yeah. I know Shay Adams has been playing well but yeah. I can see him playing well there as well and lastly I'll chuck this one in for you go on, James
2: Tarkowski from Burnley to yeah, West Ham <laughs> right,
0: and as we discussed earlier that is, I'd be I will eat my own hair <laughs> and we heard that on the, I've, this is live recorded I will eat my own hair if that happens I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> just for that reason. <laughs>
2: I don't think it's happening, so there's a no from me. Okay.
0: Right, well, thank you very much for that. We will um, we'll have a round-up of um, the sort of transfer dealings next week um, once is. the transfer window has closed, which he closes on what? Monday. Monday. Yeah. Okay, so what time on Monday? Probably about 11, I thought, so we'll be... It's fancy <laughs> <and> late <laughs> in morning,
2: we'll Rounding <laughs> up just before... <laughs>
0: right okay right we're going to take a quick break after the break we're going to talk about uh roy hodgson and brucey and jose all getting a little bit hot under the cover under the collar sorry Tough under the, the
3: cover
0: cover too. Too. <laughs> like, pay-per-view stuff right now. Um, then um they'll get a bit hot under the collar about var and handball. chelsea scraper point in west brom see you in a minute <laughs> And welcome back to the show. We're gonna start the second half of the show talking about handball and the VAR rule. Um I feel like this is gonna be a regular talking point. I don't want it to be, but I feel like it's going to be until something changes. Um plenty of managers having their say. So we had more incidents at the weekend where this this handball rule is being is being operated in. Um I suppose before we really Delve into this too deeply. I guess it's quite important to say that this is not the fault of VAR, and that it's also not the fault of referees. This is the rule—the rule that has been handed down. The referees and VAR are actually doing what they're told, and are actually implementing this rule as they are being told to do. It's the rule itself that's the problem. Um, so, with that being said, Roy Hodgson uh, um, said it's killing football. Um, Brucey has said that it's—he looked embarrassed after the one at the weekend, um, when they got that late penalty against Tottenham. He said that it's it's a, we've lost the plot with it. Um, Jose Mourinho, he was very typical Jose in that he doesn't like to just say anything because he feels like he's going to get a fine. But he did at least give us a half a smile by saying that he wanted to give money to charity, not to the FA, um, if he was to say something. Um, so, I mean, we'll talk about the penalty first. Um. I mean, as a Spurs fan, what what were your feelings after you saw that? No, That's <laughs> the nuts and bolts of it. I, well, think, I think
1: I think it's just ridiculous. Like, obviously, from watching the the game, they've there's, they've been he's Jose or whoever's taught them to keep their hands behind the back at all the time, and obviously, um, I just don't think it was a penalty.
2: I think you'd find you'd be hard to find
1: someone that does think that isn't, isn't it or was it andre is it andre gray that tweeted that i'm gonna have to jump like a salmon
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. you know we, we we play football you cannot jump. I mean, you don't even have to play football to know this you cannot jump with your arms by your side and expect to have balance mm. um when you land and when you're in the air you have even, to have your arms up
1: uh, yeah and to get high you you want you need your arms to get up to
0: to get the ball exactly yeah arms are arms are part of that that sort you of jumping me. motion
2: It'd be one thing if, you know, Carroll was stood in front of him and headed it down at him, but if be stood behind him and headed it, like, at the back of his arm... Yeah. What was he supposed to do? He's not. He doesn't even know where the ball is. Oh,
0: and and I think he also gets a little nudge from Cannon Wilson as well. So I, I think that that probably makes his arms flail around a little bit more than they would have otherwise done. Um, but it did seem like a very deliberate tactic from Newcastle as well. So when they brought Carroll on... I mean, when I watched the highlights, it seemed like there were two or three other occasions where headers were coming in from Carroll, shots were coming in, and Newcastle were just screaming for handball mm. every single yeah. time in the hope that, because of this new ridiculous rule, yeah. that they would get lucky. And they did.
2: Well, um, I can't remember which manager it was, or even if it was one of the commentators, but saying that, you know, people are just going to start trying to kick it at people's hands yeah. Yeah. to try and win a penalty.
0: Well, in effect, that's what um, Jordan Ayou did against uh, United. Mm. In the first game of the season, he flicked it up onto... Um, lindelof's fist basically yeah, yeah. he was effectively had his arms out because he was doing the, sort of the shadowing showing them down the line or are you flicks the ball up it hits him in the fist and he gets a penalty for yeah. it mm. um so yeah i don't really get it uh one thing we're going to do quickly i just want to um play a clip it's about a minute long of simon jordan who uh, is a host on or one of the guest hosts on talk sport um who's talking about this have listened to this
3: and see what you think What's happening is the game is adapting to the tech rather than a tech adapting to the game. The fact that linesmen can't put their flags up anymore because it will interrupt a passage of play that VAR might supersede ludicrous. is ludicrous because we're now saying the game's rules have got to adapt to the to the tech to that the was tech. designed yeah, to yeah. enhance. Now, at the centre of the need for tech was media scrutiny, not because the media are wrong, but because the broadcasters now have driven the the, the level of... Uh, understanding or scrutiny on every single decision to such a level they can see it from every single angle that the tech was needing to be brought in to give these referees, it wasn't so long ago, I forget the referee, that made a decision that was absolutely lambasted and pillared about 18 months ago, you know, getting death threats after a game because his performance was, was not good enough, deemed not good enough by fans and media. So, we've created this culture. Managers have created a culture as well by endlessly complaining that tech comes in to support the idea that, the, that we don't, there's no jumpers of a goalpost and we don't make mistakes. you right, anymore. the tech's no driving the game. Now the tech's driving the game. Yes, and you're it's right. Wrong. Strong words.
1: you has got a point now, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I don't
2: really see the point in having like your linesmen and referees nowadays because they just don't
0: really seem to have any power in over the overall. I mean, the, he, he, I, I, I totally agree with what he just said. I think that it wasn't so long ago, um, probably even as far back as the, the England-Germany game in the 2010 yeah. World Cup, whenever yeah. was it was then. I can't remember when it was, 2012 yeah. maybe. Whatever it was. Um, and everybody was crying out for VAR. They were saying, get the referees help. Get them the assistance they need to get these decisions right. And um, this is what we need and he's absolutely right we've we've created this this pressure on the footballing governing bodies they have given in they've given us effectively what we wanted but they've now gone beyond what i think the fans wanted mm. and we're now in a situation now where we've we're giving penalties for ridiculous things um i, I think var there's you get the good examples where var works brilliantly um incorrect red card decisions um yeah. you had the, the one that you were talking about with the May night Brighton at the yeah. weekend, which again use corrected uh, corrected I'm gonna start that again correctly, thank you. Um and that's where VR can work. I don't think it needs to be brought in at the level it is right now. No, it's just, I don't see
2: why they can't ask the fans what you know what they want. Like why it seems to be people that sit up in office buildings all day making up these rules. Because I don't think VR is so much the problem. I think it's the rules.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's a guy called David Ellery, who um, is an ex-Premier League referee. Um, And he is currently sitting on, I think it's FIFA. I think it's with He's sitting with like Pierluigi Colina, the ex-Italian referee, very good referee in his day, and and all the other people at FIFA. And at the end of every season, again, I heard this on the radio, at the end of every season, they talk about what rules they want to change and what rules they want to bring in. Um, Now, usually, there's only like seven or eight each year, but since David Ellery's been there four years, supposedly there's been over 200 rule changes mm. in football. Now, granted, some of them will be really, really minor and make absolutely no difference. That's fine, but there are obviously some very big ones, this one included. And this has all come now because FIFA want the handball rule to be exactly the same across the board. Um, so, European clubs have already been suffering with this, and we've got a stat for this. So, um, those of you that watch a match today would have seen a set of 48. Uh, penalties in the league last season given for handball and fifty seven Syria A last season. Um so that's where we're heading. In the first three weeks of this season, um we've had twenty penalties in 26 games, um, six of which have been given for handball. In the same period of last season, there were eight penalties but zero given for handball. Um and if to further illustrate this, so the highest the last five seasons in the Premier League, there have been um With one season, 2016-2017, where we had the highest amount of penalties and handballs. There was 18 handballs with 106 penalties. At the current rate that we are going on right now, with 380 games across the season, there will be 292 penalties and 88 of them will be given for handball at the current rate that we're going. Now, obviously, there's a lot riding on that. You know, it does seem crazy that we'll go that far. But...
1: What... Would happen if it got to the point where it was quite obvious that players were just kicking the ball
2: at someone's head? That. Well, that's the thing. We're far away from that. I mean, but... that, there's, that is no different to players starting to dive.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, it's exactly the same but... thing because diving was never a thing, as far as I know. You know, back in the day, but as soon as players start to realize that if they went, you know, if they felt a nudge, they went down, the referee would give a penalty because diving wasn't really a thing. And then diving started to get scrutiny, and then they brought in like you know yellow cards for diving. So that's what they're
3: going to do. Yeah. Well, that's what that's I mean. It.
2: This is another players are going to start kicking at people's hands because they know it. they're
1: getting
2: rewarded. It's almost like a it's almost like a dive.
0: Yeah, I mean, f- footballers and football teams is a bit a highly competitive thing. You give them an inch, they'll take a yard. So any advantage they can find, they're going to take it, and they're going to look to exploit it. Um, but for this, it just looks like it's being handed to them on a silver platter at the moment. Um,
2: so. <sighs> I like that this season the the referees are going and looking at the monitors. I think yeah, that's great because, you know, there's been a few like red cards that have been overturned and like the goal for United against Brighton, like the referee's gone over, yeah, had a look, and then he's made the decision. And, and I think, and then, you know, the referee has made the decision. It's not people looking at a computer screen miles off, Yeah. The referee has made that decision. But it's just, like I say, it's more the rules that I see what they've done. There was a grey area where you could say, what's deliberate handball what's not deliberate handball so they've gone anything that hits a hand it's handball but it just doesn't work like that
0: exactly i think you know there were there were certain people gary lineker being one who a few years ago actually was calling for this he Mm -hmm. said let's get let's make it black and white if it hits the hand it's a penalty Mm -hmm. and now we're at that stage now we're saying oh shit this don't work um and I, i don't know about you but i feel like referees you think referees are looking when they go over to their little var boards um, you know they're human beings, they, they must understand football, they must know the rules and everything else which is why they give it, but do you think they look at it and go fuck I've got to give this as I've, you... I've got to give this as a penalty I, this is a penalty but I've got to give it
2: I don't know who the referee was, do you know who the referee was? No. From the I think if you were to ask him you know in the pub do you think that was my ball? I'd it's be amazed not. if he said yeah
0: yeah. It's, yeah I mean I've been looking around on social media and looking at comments on, on posts various things and there's been the odd one i'm fairly sure they're just trolls so yeah, throw, <laughs> yeah throwing out a fish and i'm looking for a nibble um and i do love a nibble on facebook okay, <laughs> so with my argument i had with the with west ham fan after the weekend's game um but i was seeing so little you know usually most things on social media you, you normally get plenty of voices from one side and plenty from another but this one was so one-sided i can't see this going on i really can't can they change the rule like halfway through the season well, there is a there is a, a a governing body over here. Is it the PGMO, I think they're called? Something like that. Who basically look after the rules for the English game. And they would have been in, within their rights to tell FIFA to bugger off. And we'll know, we're going to keep the handball rule the same. Obviously, FIFA would have applied some pressure and there might even be something legally that says they have to comply. I don't know. But I'm amazed that if this has been going on in Europe all this time, I'm amazed we haven't heard more about this on the continent. Because I feel like if you change the rule...
1: I
2: think, I think the it. rule. Sh- I think, True. I think the rule should be changed, but if you change it partway through the season, surely you'll we'll get like Crystal Palace starts suing and Tottenham starts suing.
0: And- I think on the, on this occasion, I think people will be so happy that it's been overturned. I think people will just breathe a sigh of relief and get on with it.
1: I think you're just going to get managers and players all collectively doing something, or well, some wild fan will start a petition and it will just light like wildfire. Thunberg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need. We like. need. So yeah, I don't. We're going down the wrong way with this. We need to we need to backtrack. We need to put it put it right, and the quicker they do it, we're kind of going away
1: from football.
0: Well, like
2: I mean, like in that interview, it's just very robotic, isn't it? Mm. And that I've you
0: know I I've always thought that the VAR um, the the rules are written not for VAR, um, and that there are, there does need to be a little bit of adjusting to bring both of them in line. Um, and it is a fine balance. I appreciate sure that you can't just change something and magically everything is perfect that's, that's not how it works mm. but i think when you when you see something that's as wrong as this you have to correct it i don't think this i don't think we can do a season with this
2: no it's like with like talking about the ars with goals being scored you know you're, you're sort of you don't celebrate when a goal goes in anymore because no. you've got to wait 30 seconds to a minute to mm. find out whether it counts or not and then you don't really feel like celebrating a minute after the goal's gone in
0: I mean, even now, like, I mean, that Tottenham game was, was a good example, actually, because the uh, when Carroll headed it down onto Dyer, obviously the ball never went out of play. Tottenham went up the other end and mm. they didn't, they didn't yeah. almost score, but they had a shot on goal, yeah. I think. You know, if that ball goes in and then they decide, actually, no, it's a penalty. I mean, it's, the, the reaction was bad enough on this. Imagine if, if Tottenham had gone up the other end and scored. Yeah,
2: but that's happened a few times, is not it? And I, I think in the Women's World Cup, when they were trying it all out and stuff, that happened, like, one team thought they had a penalty, the other team's gone and scored. And then it gets cancelled out, and it's actually a penalty. It's like, how do you?
0: It's just not. Where on you the line? No, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think there was actually one occasion. I think it was in an international game with Poland. I think yeah. I seem to recall Lewandowski's yeah. name yeah. being mentioned at the time, um, where basically they the fault the, the halftime whistle had gone. The teams were back in the changing rooms. The referees then had a look at the VAR board and decided there was a penalty, and he's brought them both mm. both teams back out from their halftime break to come on and take the penalty, and then go back in the changing room for halftime again. It's you know, and that was during the trial phase for VAR, so it's really good to know they've learned their lessons. So, yeah, I don't know, it's going to be very interesting. A lot of the pundits seem to think that there's going to be things happening very, very quickly on this. I do hope they're right. Um, because you know, this, this can't go on because this is going to happen every single weekend on multiple occasions every weekend. Yeah, well, I think we've talked about
2: it every weekend so far, yeah,
0: and I'm sure our <laughs> listeners don't want us to be talking about this every single week, so um. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep our ears very much to the ground this week, and hopefully things will change. Um, final topic we're going to talk about before we get on to uh, this week's quiz um, is West against Chelsea.
1: How lovely the Chelsea kit is!
0: It's not. It's just lovely. So we're very we're very uh, impartial here on this show. <laughs> I think the Chelsea kit is shit. Friend loves it. Dan, you're on the fence. Oh, in the middle. If it if
2: it was a bit more red and less pink, I would quite like it.
1: Genuinely, when the match started, I was like, "Oh, lovely kit."
2: It looks like a Crystal Palace kit, but they were like, "Well, we can't have exactly the same, so we'll just make it a bit pinker." <laughs> I, I think... like the Crystal Palace kits.
0: So, okay. Well, I had a friend of mine who was who was very keen for us to talk about the kit rather than the game, but unfortunately, I'm not going to do that <laughs> because three uh, 0 down at half time. Um, Thiago Silva had a yeah, he gave an interview during the week, um, and he basically said that he never came to the Premier League beforehand because he didn't feel like it was technical enough, and yeah, then has a debut like that. So, well, I mean, are Chelsea in danger of, or maybe Frank Lampard is? Are they in danger of letting things get a bit out of hand here? Because Frank Lampard has got a history of not looking like he can organise a defence. He wasn't great at Derby with it. They were really great on the eye, weren't great defensively.
1: Well, the three did, the three goals were the three only three shots on target, weren't they? That, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. from
0: and basically it all came from, all from defensive, defensive errors. Mm-hmm. Um, Kepper got dropped. Yeah, um, interesting. So Mendy hasn't has now signed, but um, Caballero was was in goal for this game. I'm assuming Mendy probably hadn't completed everything that he needs to to be in the squad. Um, there was talk today about has Kepper played his last game for Chelsea? As I say, it'd be interesting
2: to see which one of them leaves if any leave because you can't have all three of those goalkeepers at the club can you and try and keep them all happy
0: caballero will be far by far the easier to keep happy um yeah. As, a no- yeah as a number two i don't know whether despite how bad he's he's been for chelsea which has obviously been well documented and we've talked about it mm-hmm. i don't know whether you can seriously have a 75 million pound goalkeeper sat on your bench as your number two but i mean
2: you know what you know, no one's going to be paying 75 million <laughs> to chelsea I, I mean they'd probably be lucky to get 30 million with the form he's been in. So, so I do mean. Do you just cut your losses or.
0: I don't know. You said earlier that Roma have been touted with an interest.
2: Yeah, well, he's been linked with a loan already. Um, so, I don't know if they'll maybe just do a loan, hope that he can pick up his form and then maybe try and sell him yeah. in the next window or in January or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best way to go try yeah. and loan him out, get him playing how he should be playing and trying try get
0: away from the media get, spotlight.
2: Yeah, and try and get that value back up again because at the moment they're not going to be making any money off him.
0: Oh, no, no um, we'll see a, a very much a tale of, of, of two halves here. Um, we, we've we spoken about Chelsea's defensive frailties before. Is Thiago the answer? Based, I mean, obviously it's difficult to say after one game, but do you think they, they still need something else in that defensive line?
2: I, I thought it was a strange signing. I know it was a free one. And I guess for the locker room, I can see why you would have someone like Thiago Silva. I think he's 37 years old now, and going from the French League to the Premier League, I just don't see him being in that team. And I know, you know, first game, you can't say he's made a mistake like that's hit him done. I just don't think... A lot of players um, struggle to transition from other leagues to the Premier League. Yeah. And I think... yeah,
1: but I feel like Chelsea as a whole are struggling to transition
2: mm. well that's that's another thing they've signed a lot of players and it's, sometimes it's hard for teams to gel yeah. when they're all new players they've all been playing in different leagues and they're all trying to play together
0: and... mm. I mean we've only seen very small glimpses of what Timo Werner and Kai Havertz can do yeah, yeah. and I mean, I think they've been improving week by week
2: but, yeah, I mean um, you
1: are hitting the cross t-
0: yeah, t- t- <laughs> getting closer
2: Timo Werner's <laughs> won two penalties um in the first two games,
0: yeah, it's just not scored yet. I'm sure it'll come. He, he to me, looked. Um, I would say the West Brom was probably his worst worst game of three for me. Yeah, although
2: him. he was playing out on the wing, wasn't he? It was the True. first time he wasn't playing.
0: Yeah, like, because they the because they, like, they were with Abraham team, through the middle, yeah. didn't they? Um, so yeah, obviously the onslaught came in the second half. We all knew it was coming. Um, obviously Mason Mount scored a nice goal. He was probably one of the f- Chelsea team that came away from that game with his head held high. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, Hudson Doi also made a difference. Um, another good goal, a nice link-up play with Kai Havertz.
1: Shouldn't have got themselves in And they did well to come back, for sure. But they're Chelsea. They shouldn't have been in that position. No.
0: Um, I mean Hudson Doi divides opinion amongst Chelsea fans. Certainly the Chelsea fans that we know. Um, you know, I, I I spent a little bit of time talking to uh, to one in particular at the weekend, and I sort of said, you know, Hudson Doi had a really good game. I thought he made a real difference. Um, and his reaction was, um, yeah, but you know, he'll go missing in the next game because that's the sort of player he is. He just, one minute, he's brilliant the next minute, he may as well not be on the pitch.
2: Um... I don't know if he wants to be there. I think since that Bayern Munich interest, I think if Bayern Munich were to come in, say, tomorrow, and say, we'll give you, I don't know, 50 million for Hudson-Odoi, I think he would sort of be banging on Lampard's door saying, I want to go. Although now they've signed Sané, I don't know, you know, if they need Hudson-Odoi. No,
0: they're not coming from... the only. I could see hudson Doyle, I think would be perfect for someone like Dortmund mm, yeah. um, Dortmund have got a really Maybe good Sancho go, to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, go the <laughs> other way um, obviously Dortmund have got a, a decent recent history of signing uh, young um, players you know a couple of English players as well and yeah. then nurturing them selling them for big money um, and it's a model that's not only yielded probably a lot of money for them but also a reasonable amount of success over the last mm. you know, uh, 10 years or so Um back to the game do we think who's who's the more disappointed here West Brom 3-0 up at half time but before the game a point against Chelsea they probably would have bit your arm off yeah. um, Chelsea obviously they've shown a lot of grit and character to come back from 3-0 down but again it's that poor performance so who's more disappointed Chelsea or West Brom both
2: of them yeah I, t- I t- yeah I couldn't say one or the I mean like you say if you sit to West Brom at the start of the game you'll get a point against Chelsea you'll score three goals like you said they would have probably bitten your arm off mm. but to go 3-0 up and then only have 45 minutes to just hold off and try and keep three goals out and to not do that. I mean, West Brom are going to need all the points they can get. Yeah. Um, not saying that Chelsea don't, but relegation, see, you need those three points.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all very well It's yeah, it's all very well saying that the relegation teams need to beat the teams around them, but they also need to pick up the odd surprise point here and there because that will count for a lot at the end of the season. Yeah. And I think
2: it's more of a blow for West Brom to be leading and then give away, because West Brom, I think, have been the more demoralised at the end yes. of the game, whereas Chelsea, having managed to come back, you can build on that. Yeah. Yeah. You can say, if we haven't given away those three mistakes, we're winning that game. Whereas West Brom, to go 3-0 up, it's hard to then say... Paid well, yeah. Because we threw it away. Yeah. So, I, to be honest with that, I think West
0: Ham would be the more disappointed. Yeah, I think I'd go along with that. Um, and then they've now conceded eleven goals in three games. I feel like this might be something I bring up every single week. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and also with Fulham as well, because they conceded another three this evening. Um, the the next worst um, before Fulham played was was seven conceded. So they're already four adrift from the the worst. the, the second worst defense in the league. Um, this is a worrying start. I mean, we, I know we we had pinned West Brom as being one of the ones for favours for the drop, um, but they need to seriously sort out that defense. They cannot keep conceding three, four goals every game.
2: I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't watch. Can't say I watched much of the Championship teams last year, but I feel like all of them have come up and are trying to play how they did when they're in the Championship. Yeah. I could be wrong. because I said, I didn't watch them in the Championship, but they all look like they're trying to go for it and trying to win the game. Yeah. Whereas what Sheffield did, although I think that's how Sheffield play anyway, but you know, they built from the back. Yeah, they like a Mourinho team, they built them from the back and they were trying to snatch 1-0 wins and they nearly finished in the Europa League. Yeah, um, not they've not made a great start this season, but I think that the Fulham and the the West Broms, they're trying to almost do what Leeds are doing, trying to score more goals than they concede.
0: Yeah, it's kind of ironic the West Brom, they've conceded 11 and actually When you looked on paper at the start of the season, you think, well, they got Arsenal and Chelsea first three games, and Leeds in the middle. You think, right, Arsenal and Chelsea keep it tight. If you can get away with a one or a two nil defeat, fine, move on. Leeds would have been the game that they would have been targeting to try and get something from. And they actually conceded more against Leeds than they did against the other two. Um, So, you know, we we knew they were going to be having a tough start with those fixtures. Leeds are obviously, as we said, that are flying. Um, Off the top of hand, I don't know. I haven't got it written down who where we've got next, but. I feel like the next one or two games, if they keep conceding goals at this rate, yeah, they could be gone by Christmas, you know, figuratively speaking. Yeah,
2: and they're going to need to start picking up those three points from a few of their next games coming up. Otherwise, yeah. heads are going to start dropping. Yeah, and then you're going to start conceding more goals.
0: Um, anyone got billets for first manager to be sacked in their predictions? I can't remember what mine are. To be honest, mine are we saying? No, I suppose we should. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, the point is, I suppose that if West Brom keep doing that, then Bilic is probably going to be a prime candidate for the first one to go. So, right, okay, um, let's move on then. So let's go back to your stat from uh, from earlier, Dan.
2: Um, do I just again. yeah
0: just remind us what it was?
2: Um, so Jamie Vardy became the second oldest Premier League hat trick scorer, thirty three years and two hundred and sixty days old, against Man City yesterday. Um, but who is the record-holding oldest Premier League trick goal scorer?
0: So there's two. There's two in my mind actually. One is Andy Cole. Right. The other one's Teddy Sheringham. Which one are you gonna pick? I think I'm gonna go with Teddy Sheringham. I'm pretty sure he played longer into his career than Andy Cole did in the Premier League. how you're going with. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you said club, right?
2: Yeah. So you're right. It's Teddy Sheringham.
0: Um, Was it Spurs. Nope. United? No, a bit closer to home. A bit closer to home. Oh, Pompey? Yeah. Was it, Four (laughs)
2: points against Bolton Wanderers.
0: Ah, there we go. Does that count as a point for the quiz that we're having? Mm. Yeah, you did (laughs) well.
2: You're not having that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, so, um, next exciting bit of news. I promised you a jingle last week, Fran. Stop it. You ready? You ready for this? (laughs) Yes. I paid money for this as well. Like <laughs> <laughs> I paid actual money.
1: You never know when we could be catchphrased.
0: I would like. Right, over to you, Fran. Down.
1: Welcome back to Football with Fran. So this week, if you could cast your minds back, not as far as 2016, we've gone 2018. Okay. Specifically, the FA Cup final.
0: Okay. Is that City Watford. No, that was last year.
1: Chelsea United.
0: Chelsea United.
1: Uh, okay. Correct. So <laughs> what I'm looking for we're gonna start with United. I want uh the starting eleven. Okay.
0: Do you want to go first? So, so yeah, okay uh De Gea.
1: Put one for you,
2: yeah. Oh that's a part. <laughs> um twenty eighteen. Are we what are we Working all the way up, yeah. just anything. Just, just names, any Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Pogba. Yeah. Was that the year that Ibrahimović was still there? Was it? I'm going to say Ibrahimović, I think he was still there.
1: He was not in the starting Excellent.
0: element. <laughs> <laughs> Rashford. Yeah. Uh, Mata. Oh, yeah, was he?
1: He was not in. Oh, the for South
0: fuck's head. sake.
1: Sorry, Chris.
0: Uh,
2: Luke Shaw.
1: It's a no.
0: He's been injured as usual. <laughs> <It's been> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if this was Marines, you know, he was probably, even probably in rehab here. Um back to you, Chris. Defence for United. Um,
1: you could go wherever. that France?
0: Yeah. Martial? Uh it's a no. Oh I'm glad I didn't get <laughs> to <know. laughs> Um So
1: many players that you hate.
0: McTominay must have been playing if it was Mourinho. Yeah. No.
1: Twenty
0: eighteen. Yeah, I'm not sure he would have been. No. Uh Nemanja Matic. Yes. Ah What are we at? Is that too old? Too old. in. Uh, to Ashley Young.
1: One hundred percent yes.
0: Uh, so he probably would have been left back, wouldn't he? He would have been at the time. Um, who the frick was playing? I know who's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Three. Two, yeah,
2: countdown, please. One. Yeah, I've got nothing.
0: Antonio Valencia. Ah, oh, like. this is unfair, isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> right, next week we're having a West Ham question. Um, who else would have been in midfield? Um, who would have been on the wing? Why not? midfield. I'm, I'm, I think I'm running out of ideas here. Three, two, no, what, right. I've got nothing. Yeah. Lingardinia,
1: Lingardius. <laughs> yes.
0: That wasn't his answer. That's not a point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you've run out, we'll move on to the Chelsea team. How many have
0: we named? How many of the first team have we named? It's got seven. Seven. Mm, Still
2: there. Don't Vent
0: down any of the centre. No, I, I'm trying to think. He would have been playing centre back for him.
1: Come on. The Worst
2: two in the
0: world, yeah. I was thinking, oh, uh, good. Smalling,
1: yeah, and Phil Jones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a
1: <laughs> chris back to you.
0: So, what is one left? That's nine, that was at nine. So, it's one winger and one midfielder. Then, winger was strong. was no last nice year, that's the point. Uh, who was up front for United in 2018? I'm gonna say no, I don't know. Let's, I'm gonna. Bank on knowing like, more Chelsea players. Falcao.
1: Absolutely not. Right, we'll move on. The missing ones were Herrera.
0: Ah, and Herrera.
1: And Alexis Sanchez. Oh, yeah.
0: well,
2: yeah. that Must have been one of his six.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, Chelsea. Chris, you can start.
0: Okay, um, Chelsea, I will go with Antonio Rüdiger. Yeah. I can't
1: remember who they haven't got.
2: Uh... Oh, you
0: know
2: is it oh, uh, I don't know how long he's been there um,
0: Christianson uh, no uh, Marcus Alonso yeah bringing it back mm-hmm. here Dan Azpilicueta yeah N'Golo Kante
1: yeah
2: William
0: tell you what this is a better show than us this week <laughs> last week no. was good Double check. Just me and I Who else would you Up front, come on. Uh, I think I
1: know. You you, you both know. Don't
0: tell him. No. I'm trying to think, 22 two years ago, was he still there? I don't think I don't think he was. I'm going to say Diego Costa, but I don't think it is. Absolutely not. I was going to say Olivier Giroud. Yeah. Oh, Fucker. I mean,
1: you're still missing him. I am mean, Chelsea player what, from two thousand eighteen. Six.
0: six I think. <laughs> yeah, but <a> well
1: known one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hazard. Yeah. No, yeah, good shout.
0: Goalkeeper.
1: Um, well, I'm trying to
2: say. I don't think Keppa was then. No. When we signed him last year? To that captain. Who
1: did they have
0: in goal before Kepa? I can't think either. Who do they? Who was in goal? Joe
2: and that would be screaming.
0: Yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe Morton would be reading all off.
1: Dan three.
0: Uh two. Loftus Chick. Not goal, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, no, no. Chris. Um wasn't goal for them. I'd literally you're gonna say the goalie, and it's gonna kill me. Um I'm gonna go somewhere else on the pitch. I'm gonna say midfield. You said did we say Willian
2: Yeah.
0: We did. Okay, and it wasn't just again <laughs> No, well, i I'm, I'm gone brain dead. Yeah. Three, No, two. nothing from me.
1: Dan, back to you. We're currently, uh, for the Chelsea team, we're at 4-2 to Chris.
0: What's the overall scores?
1: The overall scores I will work out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I just, I'm trying to think. It's, it's only literally two years ago. How oh, do we it? not know?
1: Three, two, one. Okay, you're both out so you were missing courtois
3: oh, oh my god, god. Uh, Courtois.
0: yeah i forgot who's that chelsea we're gonna get pelters for this training in the week
1: gary cahill
0: yeah got yeah
1: rudiger moses
0: victor moses that must have been his one game before he went out on loan 15 times okay okay, <laughs> oh, okay i wouldn't remember that one
1: kante fabregas
0: Literally none of
2: these players are there. Uh,
1: and then Alonso, Eden Hazard, and Giroud.
0: That is quite interesting, isn't it? How many of those players? Can you just, sorry? Can you just read out that Chelsea lineup again? How many of them are actually still there? Read right. Out.
1: The starting eleven was Courtois, no. Azpilicueta. Yes. Gary Cahill. No. Rudiger. Yes. Victor Moses. No. Bakayoko, no. Kante. Yes. Fabregas. No. Alonso. Yes. Eden Hazard.
2: No.
0: Olivier Giroud. Yeah.
2: So six. Maciocco's technically still at Chelsea, but he's not
0: in there. He may as well not be. Yeah. They've definitely cleared out his locker so for somebody six. else. Yeah. Six. Well, of half that. the team. Yeah. Right. Now we eagerly await the final scores. Well, drum
1: roll, please. Oh, okay, I'll get
0: that one for next one. <laughs> Randy Orton.
1: <laughs> so, the winner is Dan with eight. Chris, very close with seven. To be, did two 0
2: down at the moment. Well, all I can say is
0: I'm looking forward to the West Ham question next week. <laughs> bring in West Ham. As well. So, so Dan all goes
2: research now. <laughs> West Ham, West Ham team from the
0: nineties.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Dan goes two 0 up, unfortunately, but it's a long season ahead um right so that brings us to the end thank you very much everyone for listening as always do hit us up on uh social media um we're at facebook and twitter quick mention for joe morton i did put a question out um today asking for people's feedback um joe very kindly offered his feedback it was incredibly constructive for joe i was expecting it to be rather more abusive towards. joe you're
1: our biggest fan i know <laughs> thank you
0: so uh yeah thanks for joe's feedback um basically saying that he thinks everything's gonna be fine at show so we just need to give them more time um Hopefully, if we can get some more kind of responses to some of these questions, we'll give it its own kind of main feature throughout the show. Um, So do get in touch with us either on Facebook, Twitter, or you can email us at show at thekickabout.co.uk. I don't think there's anything else to say. So, no. Good. All right. Thank you very much. We're out of here, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. See ya.